Hello and welcome to the FEZ Show. It is the 2nd of July 2020 and we have quite a bit to discuss today. As Apt has joined NEO, we have some new Gen 3 suppliers and Formulary have announced some cost-saving things that they will do in the future to make sure that the series is as sustainable as it can be. So joining me on today's show is the one and only Jack Pickering. Morning, Jack. Good morning. Yes, uh... I've said this before, but I I really am Chesney Hawks today. There's no one else apart from me for you to throw questions to, unfortunately. But yeah, no, ready. No, it's fine. Look, everyone's busy. As I said, it's back to normal life now. It's getting more and more difficult to obviously schedule these shows in with everyone else's other, you know, things that they've got to to concern yourself with. Even you last night, you know, doing doing university work to make sure you get stuff in for today. So at least you're free today. Yeah. <laughs> So, I've still got loads of university work to do, though, so... Oh, well. Yeah. At least Short period of doing nothing and then back to it. Back to it. As always, the way. But, man, we got to talk about Daniel Apt because no one, surely no one thought that he would, one, be back this season, but also to, the way to be back, the way that he's going to have all this, like, scandal about him and he's not even going to miss a race. Yeah, no, I, 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 I did know that he'd be back because the race reported it on Monday. But before that, no, I didn't, I didn't see it coming at all. But, um, uh, but yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's absolutely fantastic that that uh, Daniel's got a seat for the rest of this season. Because um, uh, yeah, I do feel like the whole what, uh, what, what happened the race home challenge. I do feel like it was a little bit unjust. I think is the correct word. But um, uh, but yeah, I don't think he deserved to lose his seat over that. I'm happy that he's found a slot at Neo, even if it is as we assume for the for just six race, uh, just six races, and we believe Martin Clark is coming back for season seven. Is what it was worded like in the press release from Neo. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, Daniel's the correct option for Neo. We discussed maybe Nelson Piquet as well. But yeah, the logistics of that would have been awful. Daniel's already in Germany, and he 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 is a Berlin specialist. He is he's he's always done that. He's always done well there in uh, the Audi in the past. So maybe fingers crossed, um, Daniel can maybe snag a point for the Neo three two three team. In that press release that you mentioned there, actually, Jack. They did like a mini Q&A with Daniel Abt. And one of the last questions was, will we see Daniel Abt? It was kind of like a weird question to ask the driver. But I thought it was interesting. Will we see you in the season seven car? Which Daniel was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's a bit too early to, to talk about that yet. But the thing is, you know, we've talked about Oliver Turvey potentially leaving this team. And, you know, Daniel Abt's just looking for a seat to revitalize his FE career. It doesn't matter what seat. If it's the if Neo are the worst car on the grid going into next season I don't think that matters to Daniel Lapp because as long as he's in the seat therefore he can he's got something to prove like Oliver Turvey he's got something to show the world that you know I'm still a good driver therefore I deserve a shot whereas you know we're thinking Oliver Turvey deserves you know maybe that seat and Mahindra that's opened up to replace Pascal Verlein maybe he goes to Jaguar because um you know people have been hinting that maybe he might replace James Collado so there might be a seat for Daniel Lapp so I wouldn't rule him out for not getting that season seven seat. But I think if if Neo offered that to him, even if it is alongside Marching Wa, he's got to take it because all of a sudden that could really 
you know, you forget about the race at home challenge and his career, he's given that second chance. He's got that second lifeline and he's going to go and he's going to prove the world that, you know, I am still a good racing driver. Oh, definitely, 100%. And we know that the Neo 333 car is not that competitive. We know it's uh, we know it's a car that will struggle towards the back of the field. Um, however, if he does snag a point in that car, then that will do him the uh, the world of good. We have seen we have seen flashes of brilliance from uh, Oliver Turvey this year. He got into the Super Bowl in Santiago, um, and the thing and and I think. Uh, and I think with Daniel's track record at the um, uh, at the Berlin track, it, who 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 knows at the end of the day? One thing one thing that someone did point out to me after it was announced is um, is that Neo have now uh, locked out the top two drivers from the 2018 Mexico City E Prix, which I think is a fantastic stat. But um, but yeah, I think. Um, I think maybe this uh, maybe this might be good for Daniel Matt. if he can yeah if he, it, as I as I keep on saying if he can it, if he can show his worth in the Neo even though it's not that great a car maybe a uh, may, maybe a Jaguar or a Mahindra might uh, might might just have a quick old look and see and uh, and see whether whether they want him in their car. I mean it it, it did come as a surprise. Uh, I said that you probably wouldn't find a seat until maybe season eight. But um, no, I'm very happy that I'm very happy that Daniel is back, and I think definitely Berlin he could show something quite special. He is a very lucky boy, though. Like the the just it's just amazing. What a story! What an actual story! The way the circumstances have been, I think Audi were going to get rid of him anyway at the end of the season. I think his net days and were numbered at Audi, so it just. It, it might have just everything might have fallen into his lap. Maybe they, when you know, when they say Jack, things happen for a reason. Maybe he cheated at Audi and it was for a reason. And, and you know, he, he got sacked by Audi, but it landed him. But because of the opportunity of coronavirus and what we're seeing right now, it lands him. It lands him that driver Neo, which is amazing. But what I want to do is I want to talk about Marching Wa because the race also speculated PK Jr. to be in that seat. Uh, or was one of those drivers fine with apt to be in that seat? And I, that could be a possibility because, let's face it, Mar, as much as I really like Mar and, and as a person, um, he hasn't had the best of luck um, in Formula E. His record hasn't been great. He is interested in, you know, returning to world touring cars, which, you know, we might see. He might do that. So if he does decide to return to world touring cars, all of a sudden, and Oliver Turvey does leave the team, and obviously there's two seats up for grabs and and it was interesting that pk's name was mentioned in that story and you know as will said on on tuesday when we we discussed it he could be a driver that you know maybe wants to try and also revitalize his formula e career because you know we're seeing now the form that the physicality of the formula e car isn't that strong so pk's probably still got another five six seven seasons in him um only being in his early to mid 30s so you know Imagine having Daniel Apt and Nelson Piquet as a Neo team going into into season seven potentially. That would be really interesting, and I don't think anyone would have seen that uh, seen that coming. Especially, uh, well, I don't think anyone really has seen the thought of uh, Nelson Piquet being back in Formula E since uh, since he left since he left Jaguar midway through season six. Um, and I don't, yeah, no one saw Daniel Apt coming back. So, so yeah, I think 
if 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 it is those teams, I, I if it is those drivers, um, it will, I think it might be one of the strongest lineups Neo has had, and I think the only lineup that I think would have been better than that is when they had Nelson and Ollie uh, for season two and season three. But um, in, I personally, as uh, as as I showed on um, as I showed as I, as I showed with my Pete's box on. Um, on a Tuesday show, I am a big Nelson fan, and I have met him, and he is a lovely bloke. Uh, however, he is—he is, he is somewhat, uh, uh, and as we mentioned on to, uh, as we mentioned on Tuesday as well, um, he is one of the drivers where if you're not in a good car and you're not competing like properly up there, then Nelson's not really that interested. So, I'd be surprised to see him in the Neo car if Neo, as I said, um, I'm, I'm referencing everything from Tuesday now. But um, but if they can get a uh, a different powertrain for next year, if they can snag a DS from, to, uh, if they can get last year's DS powertrain, well this year's DS powertrain in that Neo, I still think that would be a great powertrain for them to have going into the next season. Uh, but it, uh, but yeah, I, if if everything it if everything falls into right place, maybe Nelson might be interested. I think uh, we we expect marching hard marching hard to be back for season seven, but it all depends on whether um, on whether uh, on whether Oliver Turvey jumps ship or whether he stays in that Neo again for for another season. For me, right, we said it. I think you're right. Like, there is a lot of things for PK to come back that we'd be like, that's just not a PK thing. And we saw it in the end, we go green film. Like, he just wants a competitive car. But if he does feel like, you know, if he get, can try and get back into Formula E, and I think for Neo, if he does want to go back into Formula E, then you'd have to, you'd have to jump at the chance because he is a driver that will be able to, you know, move that team forward. And and hopefully whatever powertrain they bring in, you know, he can sort of say, look, this is where this is where the car needs to move forward. This is where we need to look at software. This is what we need to try and do car setup wise to try and maximize. And I'm supposed that's what Oliver Turvey's doing, and that's why maybe Oliver Turvey can get the best out of it. But if for if Nia were to lose Oliver Turvey, they need a driver like Nelson Piquet Jr. Um, to, to, to bring things back together. That's why we did the feature a very long time ago about Nelson BK Jr. going to Dragon and maybe he might be the best driver for Dragon because Dragon have been in free for fall and you know don't look like they're improving drastically and he might be a driver rather than them signing two rookies and then another two rookies and and you know being sort of like this development test role for other drivers that want to join the series and then later move on into into factory teams. Um, if you put PK in that team, in a Dragon team, for example, he could actually help them move forward rather than, you know, dealing with rookies who have absolutely no idea, like Muller and Hartley at the moment, of how to actually get the best out of the car, whereas PK would, would do a good job there, and I think he'd do well at Neo. So it's interesting to see, but I think we should move on to these new Gen 3 supplies. So obviously, a lot of news came out yesterday. So obviously, McLaren were the battery supplier in Gen 2, but it's going back to Williams Advanced Engineering um, for, for Gen 3. So they also did the Gen 1 um, battery. But it's really interesting, even from the little press release that you know Williams Advanced Engineering said, it didn't really give too much away in terms of the format or what they're trying to do. But they sort of, you know, basically agreed with Dealbag that basically with this introduction of fast charging 
the format could be anything. The battery could be anything. So now I d the brief hasn't really been made public too much about what they want Williams Advanced Engineering to do with the battery. They've just won the tender um, for it. But we don't know how small it's going to be, what the range is going to be, how fast charging will work exactly in terms of uh, if it'll be a one-stop race, two-stop race, or they'll make a big battery and there'll be no stops race and there'll be, you know, just fast charging, showing, showing fast charging between sessions. We don't know how fast, that, how fast charging is working yet. So there's still so many variables, but it's interesting that it's gone away from McLaren and back to Williams. Well, yeah, I think, uh, I think most people kind of saw, uh, saw it coming. Um, it was uh, it was expected that uh, that Williams would re pick up the battery tender for for the Gen three cars, um, but yeah, um, we'll go on to the big surprise about it uh, uh, about changes for Gen three later on. But um, but no, um, I think what Williams are looking at, I think it's promising. But yeah, they didn't really specify too much. They didn't, uh, and and it will kind of be a bit of a. It is right now a bit of a lottery in terms of what we think is going to happen. We 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 are pretty certain that fast charging is coming in in one form or, or uh, in one form or another. But um, uh, but yeah, we still really don't know about anything else so far. So I th I think it's going to keep us on our feet in terms of a, a, a kind of will they won't they kind of do this 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 and this. Um, but um, but yeah, I think. Uh, I think regardless, I think w Williams have set out a few things. I think, uh, and, and I think most of them look good. And then in Gen Three, we can just keep on building, keep on being better, and um, and yeah, maybe challenge an F1 car around Monaco. Don't know. Maybe, maybe. Imagine. Well, the speed because the cars will be lighter, so therefore we can go faster. But I think yes, this, as Dillbag said, fast charging is the is the way forward. It's just how Formula really want to show off fast charging. Do they want to show off fast charging in pit stop? Is fast charging going to be just some quiet thing where you know after qualifying they just put it in the pad and it's back to full battery within half a minute, as they said? But it'd be it'd be really interesting to see how it it, it works. And it's just interesting to see what Williams do and what they can achieve because. I think the fast charging has like 600 kilowatts of, of power. Like, so it's a lot of power. So therefore that's why they're saying that they don't need to make a big battery. Um, so as I said, everything's up in the air. So it's just something to, to look forward to, see what maybe we can get hold of someone at Williams Advanced Engineering uh, and see you know, what the plan is and what they've been told by Formula E. I think that's the next steps for, for us to do, to try and help find out the answers to that question. But the other surprising one, now this one I think was more surprising than the Williams one. Hankook, so the South Korean tire supplier, um, is now going to be making the all-weather tire for Gen 3. And I think that's a bit of a shame. It's not a shame for Hankook. I just feel a bit sad for Michelin because Michelin have been an absolutely brilliant partner for Formula E since day one, back in, in Gen 1 in 2014, and, and, and have produced some, some good tires. And, and, and as I said, they've been a very good, very good uh, partner for Formula E. But it'd be interesting to see what Hankook can do. I don't know. I remember once upon a time, Goodyear wanted to be part of Formula E because they were they were trying to develop a tire that would also, with the energy wasted from the tire, basically, it was really intuitive. 
that they would somehow store that energy wasted from a tire and feed it back into the battery. And that's what Goodyear came up with. And but obviously, I don't think Michelin and, and Hancock at the moment are doing stuff like that. But I remember Goodyear were, were throwing their, their hat into the ring and saying, look, there might be a possibility to do this, but maybe the technology isn't there for it yet. So, but it'd be interesting to see if Hancock or, or even Michelin in the future can, can come up with a tire that actually can actually help the car save energy. Yeah, no. This this was the one that came as a, this was the one that came as a shock. I don't think anyone really saw Hancock coming in, and yeah, I think I think everyone. Uh, it it. I don't think anyone really speculated about what tire supplier um, it would be. Uh, I don't think there was any chat about anything to do with that. But um, but no, it it, it came as a massive surprise. Obviously, Hancock do uh, DTM and W Series and all that lot, but um. But yeah, it was uh, it, it was surprising that um, uh, I'm I'm not sure what happened with Michelin. Um, I, I'm I'm not sure whether the Michelin just didn't want to sign uh, sign the contract, or there was or, or whether uh, Formula E even opened up negotiation with Michelin. But um, but yeah, um, yeah, no, that was that. Uh, that was the big shock, but hopefully Hancock can produce some re- uh, some some really good tyres and make um, the 2022-23, I think they're coming in, uh, that season really, really exciting uh, along with Gen 3. The thing that I find interesting with the tyre thing is that from the news stories and the press releases that, and what the FIA have said is that it seems like money was a big part of the factor in, in terms of who they decided for the tyre supplier. And it sort of goes on to the next point, which we'll discuss in two seconds, Jack, in terms of cost saving and, and what formula we are doing for more cost saving down the line but I, maybe it was just I mean, Hancock said you know we'll be able to create an all weather tyre that is cheaper um, to make than what Michelin can make and cheaper to supply for the teams and maybe Michelin you know said oh we can't do that or that's not part of our business model because that's what it seemed like it seemed like money and, and maybe how much it would cost to make the tyre came down to the ultimate decision of why Hancock was picked over Michelin. And by the way, I loved your French accent for Michelin. I can't yeah, do it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I be, being French, haven't spoken since. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I think, um, yeah. Uh, Hancock might, might, might have had, might, might have had quite a lot to do with, um, uh, might, uh, might have had quite a lot to do with, um, with, uh, uh, with the whole development of the, of the tire, whether it's, whether it's cheaper and, Stuff like that, but uh, I think I think it also means it, it, it's going to make it it's going to make the season even more unpredictable because we won't have like any reference to with uh with uh with, with the Hancock tire. So so yeah, I think uh, I I think it's a, I think it's going to be a good move. They uh, as I said we we we've seen them do well in DTM and W series, and so yeah, thing yeah fingers crossed they produce a really decent tire for Formula E. So the next, the next thing that I really want to talk about um, is that cost savings. So formula going down this more cost saving route, which, you know, remember when we were talking about the powertrain and doing the two year cycle and Dilbag Gill saying that wants to continue, that will save the teams a massive amount of money um, because they're not developing a new powertrain every year. They've also, they've also, formula have also announced some other cost saving measures, which we'll go into right now. So, and this might also be part of the tire allocation. So. Once upon a time, and we were sure of this when we were reading it, me and me and you, we formerly used to have two sets of tires, right? But somehow along the line, we somehow missed it, or it's just been irrelevant, and they've upped it, and they've had four sets of tires to use over a weekend, which actually makes sense. Um, 
because if there would be on two cars, actually, I don't know, the report didn't specify if it was four sets of tires for each car or four sets of tires for the team. Because if it makes four sets of tires for the team, then you would have two sets on one car and then two sets for the other car, which makes sense, right? Which is how um, we viewed it. But if it, was been, if it has been up to four sets for tires for the car for the whole weekend, then I'm a bit surprised by that because I didn't think it was. But it's been reduced to three. So if it was, so that's really interesting because if it was three sets for one for, for the whole team now, therefore you've got one set and one tight one set and one car, one set on another car, and then a spare set of tires going into and then if there's a problem, you just have to take that set from the spare set for each team. That would be quite interesting. But what do you make of that? They've gone from four sets down to 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 three. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, the way you just said it may, it makes it a lot more clearer because I got very confused for a second. Uh, I was, uh, I was thinking, right. So one car gets one set of tires and the other car gets two sets of tires. And so I'm not thinking logically this morning, uh, obviously. Uh, but no, that, no, uh, no, that doesn't matter. That does make sense. If they only have one set of tires and then just, uh, each and then the spare ones, if they, if they get a puncture or, or if it's damaged in a crash, so yeah, no, it uh, it makes sense, and it might make it, uh, and it might make it more exciting. I think. However, if 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 you have two incidents with like, so I remember, um, I'm not sure who it was, but one year in Paris, I think it was Nelson Piquet. He had an accident in free practice one in Paris, and then he had an accident in free practice two, with his other car, and so he didn't, uh, and so he would have. Uh, and so he, I don't think he competed in qualifying because they couldn't get it done in time. But um, but yeah, no, that would be interesting. So 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 if you damage if if if, uh, if you damage a corner of the car uh, and the wheels not done, and then you damage the same corner uh, in in another session, then they'd have to switch around the tires and put a left front a a, 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 a left a right rear on a left front or something like that. I've got no idea. But um, but yeah um, you yeah, know it. Uh, it I think be it'd in, be. It, it might be interesting, but yeah. I think it'd be okay. interesting to see what happens in that. In terms of, you know, I saw there must be a force majeure where you know if they do damage certain sets of tires, which can be done, we've seen it, that they might you know Hancock might have some spares, but maybe they have to pay a, a penalty like a price tag for you know, you've had to use an extra set of tires because you've damaged them in crashes. Therefore, you've got to pay 50,000 euros for that set, for example, because you've made us give another set. So maybe there might be um, something like that. But it's, it's very interesting because to be fair, my brain wasn't awake also this morning in terms of thinking, I'm sure the cars, they don't have four sets of tires each. Yeah, I was like, and then it just, it, my brain just twigged as I was talking about it. No, Jack, there's two cars. So surely there's two sets for one two sets for the other therefore there's two sets each so therefore that makes the two sets so it's going to be interesting we're, to see how, how the three sets work we're gonna to have to reread this off air aren't we yeah probably <laughs> probably but i think i i think i get it now i think i get what the fia were talking about when when they put out that statement because i was like what are they on about but now i get it i think i get it i think it just wasn't worded properly like the great wording of 25 percent reduction i was like making me do math to work out that it's just a reduction of one why don't you just say they've gone from four sets of tyres to three sets of tyres? Why did you have you to, to make elongate it? Journalism yeah. 101, mate. <laughs> elongate it as much as possible and you can't repeat the same thing over and over again. Yeah, so just make, just make it clear. 
just make it clear who knows what 25% of well it's easy 25% of four is like one but at the same time just, just put wait, one just say you're put the you, number one you're reducing one why did you make me have to do maths but anyway but more things that it's not just tires that they're they're cutting down on team personnel is also being reduced so they're cutting down from 20 to 17 um so just just less people at the races i wonder how, i don't think i think that's just cool for less hotel costs less food costs less plane tickets so it'll just make a, a little save there and brake discs another thing brake discs apparently they won't be able to change them and they're going to be monitored how they're they use more so you know drivers you can't just change brake pads willy-nilly um it seems but the also interesting the sort of last thing we probably want to talk about on the show um, is the gen 2 evo car and i know you're a big fan jack of the gen 2 evo car but from the world motorsport council we still don't know we still don't know if it will be delayed well it has been delayed for season seven eight so this eighth season the gen 2 evo package will come in unless they decide to scrap it because it's only going to be used for one season because i think it's an extra three hundred thousand um euros the addition that the teams will have to spend on just having the gen 2 evo car and we're doing all this on cost saving but here for one season and one season only spend three hundred thousand on a gen 2 evo package it just to me it doesn't make sense yeah, no, I, 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 I've kind of admitted defeat at, at, at this point. I absolutely love the look of the Gen 2 Evo car. I think, I, I, I think it is a massive glow up on, uh, on the current um, Gen 2 car. Um, I am, yeah, no, I am now kind of expecting it to be scrapped. Uh, as long as the Gen 3 car looks kind of similar, I'll be happy. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll be disappointed that we haven't got to got to see a Gen Two car. Either that, or just give it a few demo laps throughout uh, through, uh, throughout the season, um, uh, throughout the next couple of seasons, so like we actually see what it was supposed to look like in the flesh. And yeah, but um, but yeah, no, I I I'd be disappointed because they look damn cool. So Gen Three, please make it look similar if you're going to scrap the Gen Two Evo car. But the scrapping the Gen Two Evo car. I think as much as it hurts me to say, makes sense. Do you think Formula need to be careful though? Because even with Gen 2, so Gen 1, they wanted to do this radical change, right? And we saw so many different concept pictures of what Gen 2 could look like. And to be fair, from the original concept pictures that they showed, it wasn't million miles off from um, what eventually came. And obviously we haven't seen any Gen 3, but when they talk Gen 3, they, they also talk about this sort of radical, even more futuristic look. And the only thing that just came to my mind now is I don't want Formula E to, to overdo it. And then we, we, we come up with a car that's so crazy, so Banzai, that it might not look that nice. So what do you think? Do you think Formula E just have to be careful in terms of what they're designing? Because the Gen 2 Evo car did look smart. It did look smart. But they they because of Gen 3 and it's a new generation, and I can't believe we're talking Gen 3. It feels like we just started Gen 2. Um, but Gen 3 is only two years away, so which is incredibly crazy to think about. Um, but do you think in terms of the design for the car, they have to be careful because I feel like Formula E, they're so ambitious that, you know, maybe once upon a time, this ambition could actually catch up with them and, and, and catch them out. Yeah, I think, uh, well, w w uh, well, one thing that I was going to pick up on there, the whole 
it looking quite futuristic. One thing that I one thing that I know is 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 what uh, what one of my best mates when I showed him the Gen Two car when it was first released um, a few year a few years ago. First thing he said to me was, "I prefer the current one." which was the Gen 1 car at the time, because it looked like a, an actual racing car instead of the whole Batmobile look that we've kind of coined for the name of the Gen 2 car. So, and, 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 and that's why I kind of like the Gen 2 Evo car, because it's, it's kind of a mix of the two, because it looks like what a proper racing car is supposed to look like, but also still looks a bit like that, uh, uh, looks a bit like the Batmobile that, uh, uh, that we have right now. And so that's kind of, that, that, that's why I love the Gen 2 Evo car so much, is because it, it looks like this hybrid of the Batmobile and the and, and, and the and the Gen One car, but um, but yeah, I think yeah, I think if they base it off that, it's perfect. Don't go too futuristic on it. Um, but yeah, as 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 long as it looks pretty damn cool, I'm uh, I'm I'm happy. But yeah, just don't go absolutely full on on the futuristic. I I think, in my opinion. So Jackie boy, I think that's a show. I think yeah. that is a show. Um, thank you so much for watching today. Um, just some few housekeeping rules. We had an amazing Twitch stream yesterday. We will be streaming a bit later today. Some R Factor Two new PC. So therefore, so we got some R Factor Two last league race. Um, so if you can join that, hopefully the show will be out by eight o'clock in the evening. So about eight o'clock in the evening, head over to the Twitch. There'll be a link in the description. Also, come join the Discord chat. Ever-growing Discord chat. Great discussions on there. Um, great to have a mixture of different age groups. It's absolutely amazing to see the discussions going on. There'll be a link to the Discord link below. And please remember, if you're enjoying the content, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. It's been amazing. You've been watching the FEZ Show. We'll be back next Tuesday to discuss whatever sort of news Formula E throws at us over the next couple of days. So we look forward to seeing you then. Goodbye.